Hello, everybody. This is Christiana, and I am here to welcome you to the third episode of the We Could Be Friends show, where me and my best friend, Hope, talk about all things friendship. However, I am not joined by Hope this week because she is currently gallivanting and making a name for herself in Costa Rica. So while she's gone, I've been given full reign and creative license. And considering the auspicious timeline of it being Pride Month, we're going to make this episode gay. And so this week, we are talking about all things queer friendship, the intricacies, the complexities, the beauty that happens and is created when queer people become friends and become each other's chosen family. During this episode, you will hear my real-life conversations with two of my very good friends, Avery and Molly, who are kind enough to spend some time with me. They are kindred to me in so many ways, um, including kindred in our queerness. And it was really special to talk about, about this subject with them in our own neighborhood here in Brooklyn. And then we will also hear from three friends from across the country who were kind enough to send in their thoughts about this subject because I wanted to collect a wide array of queer voices in celebration of Pride Month and of course in order to do this vast and important topic justice. So we'll be hearing from Krieger, Sean, and Titi. So whether you are a queer person listening to this and you're able to hear some of your own experiences resonated in the conversations and, and clips you're about to hear, or if you are a straight ally listening for fun or to learn something about the way that queer people connect, I hope you enjoy it. Bestie Avery, hi. Hi, thanks for having me on your bed. I remember when you just moved in and you didn't yet have a duvet. Doesn't it look so much better now? Yeah, lots of earth tones. I must say I align with the burnt orange and the army green. That means so much to me. Yes. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. How's Pride Month for you so far? Oh, also, I'm trying not to do our <laughs> accent that we put on for each other. It's really we hard. Have a problem where we speak in like... In tongues. It's like Southern. It's like nasty. Yeah, but uh, yeah, definitely twang. Twang. It's it's twangy. twang. Yeah. I feel like we both have some country roots. I feel like yours are less clear because you're from (laughs) San Diego and I'm from Ohio. And my mom strictly listened to like Martina McBride and Brooks and Dunn growing up, which I know is not the same for you. You have a better excuse. (laughs) I think I just kind of took your lead on it. Well, that's good. Yeah. Basty. I'm sorry. Do you ask me a question? My pride month. Yeah. Um, It's been absolutely wild and personally, yeah. mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm going to my first explicitly queer event this Saturday, like the last Saturday of the month. But I feel like our lives are all, I guess I can speak for myself. My life is so blessed to be pretty queer that like mm-hmm. kind of feels like Pride Month all the all time, the time. For us Exactly. In our besties and our friend groups and which is such a privilege saying that out loud, you know, Absolutely. Like a lot of people, a lot of queer people don't have that advantage, but that's true. Like, when did you start feeling your queerness was infused in oh. all of your life versus, like you said, every month is kind of like Pride Month. Like, yeah. when do you think that hit? Well, I'm making it sound like every single one of my friends is gay, which just is not true. Right. But, like, I 
think I remember at the end of college kind of feeling when I was single and queer for the first time in my life, like my freshman year, I didn't really identify my sexuality yet. And then I was dating somebody for the middle two years of college. And then I popped out senior year dating a woman, but Mm -hmm. I popped out senior year and was like single. And I remember just like socializing on the University of Michigan's campus and like going to like Rick's and other bars that are kind of Greek life heavy, which is like notoriously straight. And yeah. like at the time, most of my friends were straight also, like my closest the people I lived with. And so I remember feeling like this distinct like loneliness, I think I felt for the first time in my life yeah. like of the absence of queer friends mm-hmm. and just like feeling like, I don't know, I feel like inherently when you go out, especially in college, maybe this is just me. So correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but like you kind of have an agenda, like hookup culture's there. Like, yeah. There's like some, you know, where we go places based on the crushes of our roommates. Like Like who's going to be there? Who's going to be there vibes. And like, I was out and like people knew that, but I didn't really, I I just remember like sometimes coming home after like bars or like house parties and feeling just kind of like unsure of like how to connect with other, like how to find like unfulfilling. Yeah. Just like unfulfilling, which like is sad. I guess like you're going out shouldn't be like so centered around like finding like someone to flirt with. Totally. But like it kind of is. Well, and also like when you're still, I don't know if you can relate to this, but early in college, once I also became single and queer for the Mm. first time, but I was, had mainly straight friends and therefore was in like the most straight spaces. And I'm still figuring out like where I sort of found myself on the spectrum. And I was just like compat vibes, like... Like, like compulsive I, heteronormative. Yeah, 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 I yeah. I thought you were saying like comp lit and was talking about some class, like oh, comparative literature. Not. Anyway. I was just around dudes. Totally. And didn't have it and around my straight friends. Yeah. So like it was not ripe for like doing doing what really I yeah. wanted to do, which was, was hook up with girls. And I think it's just hard to like I think I was so I was com- comfortable in my identity and like yeah. felt supported by my friends. But I think that like, yeah, something about being the odd one out in like a space I feel like as like a white woman that isn't something I feel that often like yeah in in America right <laughs> in in you know at the University of Michigan at mm-hmm. you know in spaces that we've been in before but like I think in some ways I was unclear about like how to I was okay with who I am I knew I felt supported but I was like kind of unclear about like how to express or like yeah what to do with that identity because like there wasn't anybody around me that we could like collab with like yeah I don't know how to explain it like it felt just like a little bit isolating and also also definitely people like friends once they know you're queer and if they're at least a few female friends of mine like who had been questioning will kind of test the waters on you a little and like in a flirtatious way when you're out at a bar and like I don't blame them for that I guess but like I that also left me with like a unique feeling of like loneliness when like I would like have like exciting flirtatious interactions with like girls at bars like my senior year of college and just kind of be like okay like what's next we're gonna like go on a date or like make out or something and that wouldn't happen and it would make me feel really like icky totally Um, oh I had so many of those too and make me feel like I think it's probably some like internalized homophobia of being like Mm -hmm. feeling shame around expressing attraction to women then when it's like not reciprocated it makes you feel like crazy or like creepy predatory yeah Yeah. or like when someone's wants like dance with you and like like peck like give you a peck on like the dance floor or whatever but like you know then if that was with a guy they would definitely be making out by now it made me feel like 
crazy for maybe anticipating that as being the next step, but realistically, they were never down. Totally. I don't know if that makes sense. No, I know what you mean. This is like a negative part of it. But the point is that like, it hasn't always been like, I've been around people who were either queer or were like comfortable enough to like participate in like a queer conversation or like help like generous enough and like just you know reciprocal friends enough to like sent to be able to center our yeah experiences and like relate to them in their own weird ways even if totally. they're not like you know I feel like even in my college years where I felt less connected to the queer community we always kind of found each other always totally. kind of like sprung through the cracks which is kind of like how I felt when I met you yeah gonna tell the story quickly yeah, briefly I, didn't really even really know this I don't yeah I don't think you did <laughs> so background Avery you're older than me as she was exiting college I was entering a club that she was a part of and I was like unsure if I wanted to like do this year-long commitment because honestly part of it was like I already knew that my senior year was going to be filled with all kinds of things and I like and I wanted something like I, I don't know. I didn't want to like join a space that wasn't going to like really like serve me or like, like be like my people. I was like, are these my type of people? Rita's, are there gay people in this room? <laughs> so it's like my year, Avery's year. And I like, we were going around, name, major, what are you involved in? And I like purposefully said something like gay. Like I literally exaggerated one of my gay involvements. <laughs> at, like, the- like, I'm the leader <laughs> of the University of Michigan LGBTQIA plus association. Right. <laughs> president. I am president the president founder. of the company. Yeah. Um, I'm the first gay person at University of Michigan. <laughs> um, and I literally just like, I call that like shooting up a gay flare, <laughs> <laughs> which I recognize I have like, that's a privileged thing to be able to do, like out yeah. outing myself. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like yeah. the second time I'm like ever seeing these people. Yeah. And I just did that to like see whose like head would turn. Ears perked up. And like legitimately like four people. So embarrassed. I had to have like, <laughs> like whipped. <laughs> You were like, bah, you get whiplash. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, obviously that was like, that was mainly for the people that would be in my year. Mm. But yeah, I feel like from then from afar, you and I just became pals and sort of like a cool queer girl to queer girl distance respect. Like, totally. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. I mean, yeah, I totally just saw that flare in the night and yeah. <laughs> shot mine back apparently. But <laughs> I think it's also like hearing that story, like it's hard to, and because I feel connected to you on like so many levels that it's hard to know how interwoven and and central queerness is to that because we're both queer gingers with Republican-ish parents. Like that's enough to like, we also, I think have really similar personality types and just like same like intensity balance with lightness and things that are so foundational, but to me, like queerness also seems so central to that. And I also think those qualities other than queerness that I just said, like, I mean, not for Republican parents or being a ginger, but like, like we here have found like a group of friends who are not all queer, like probably 50, 50 Mm -hmm. and like, or like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Who I think possess a lot of those similar qualities other than the queerness, but also have an attitude towards queerness that I think is like, really unique like I think I agree with our personality types comes like an openness and like very what I feel like lucky confidence to own things about ourselves and to be okay with them yeah even if it's like kind of scary and like 
I mean, and I'll speak for myself. I think a lot of my female friends who have either only dated men or like identify as straight are like, yeah, I consider it. Yeah, they're like, I'm down. Honestly, like, yeah. down or like, they're like not ruling it out if some like lady comes totally. along. Or, totally. Like, which I think is like becoming more and more commonplace, but to be surrounded by people who are it's like, so nice. And like would entertain the possibility. And obviously, like, obviously straight people exist, maybe not convinced. <laughs> but, like, but I don't know. I'm rambling. But. Yeah. No, that's the, that's the phrase of, that I always think of like, there's straight people and then there's people that happen to be straight. Mm. And I think like our friends are, our straight friends are just, they just happen to be straight. Yes. And and to me, happen to be straight means like they just stumbled into it into this moment. Right. <laughs> exactly, like, exactly. Shout out to my besties with boyfriends. Love you. Right. I love them literally so yeah. much. We certainly have our fair share of those. Yeah. Thinking about our friendship. Yeah. I was thinking about that earlier when I was mm. preparing for you to come over. Mm. It's like a prepared queen. Love a prepared queen. Um, I was thinking like chicken and egg of oh, like yes, our personalities God meshing and like us just like vibing as friends or like queer connection well i once heard this thing that's like <laughs> kissing or like being with another woman this is like in a sexual way is like sharing secrets with them it's from mm. some like it's from some book i forget what it is but mm-hmm. it's like it's like having inherent it's like having secrets with the sleepover right like kissing a girl is like you already on the same page totally and i feel like in christiana i've never kissed but i feel like <laughs> in a platonic way like being queer and like we share a language yeah of, like we know we know what to, it's like to get, get our wrecked by a woman and that hits different by a woman or like yeah or to like yearn for a woman or like there is a different type of closeness that like comes with dating a woman and i think that like there's less translation that's involved like yeah it's an inherent unspokenness that is inherent to the queerness that like totally that i think just adds to whatever yeah. dynamic maybe was pre-existing or allowed that dynamic to emerge to begin with because it's just like a different level of intimacy right being able to express and to know that somebody gets it to some degree 100 percent. almost hard to explain like the specifics of queer friendship and like the intimacy because it's like yeah it's not like sexual and it's not it not always obviously it gets more complicated sometimes which we can talk about mm-hmm. but I don't know. It's just like a closeness, as close as you can get, really. Yeah, well, it's cool to think about your pod. The, like, I feel like the project of your pod in general is to like, well, it's interesting because friendship, at least as you and Hope regard it, seems like pretty damn platonic to me. Like between <laughs> you and Hope, correct me if I'm wrong, and Hope isn't here to speak for herself. No, I think that I will speak for both of us that I have never had a more platonic friendship in my life. You literally said to me, I've never had a healthier friend friend than Hope. And, <laughs> and, and, and I think that's also just partly because you're this, straight as hell. It, absolutely. Um, <laughs> They're like completely void of any fear. Possible complication no, about, no. in that manner. But, well, I think, like, the project of this pod is, like, investigate a specific type of closeness that's, like, chosen family vibes. Investigating closeness in the form of chosen family, which is friendship. Like, it's a different, and in some way, not, not to, like, void, not, like, straight and queer people being friends with straight people, of it, it's intimacy, because I think it's real, and it's probably closer in different ways. But, like, yeah, there is... Like, what does mutual queerness do to, like, the capacity for, for closeness and the capacity to, like, 
to me, friends are like a lifelong investment. Like I think yeah. that's like the main difference between I like, I feel like romantic relationships, especially in your early to mid twenties are like the biggest gamble. It's like the highest investment. Like, yeah. and also sorry, Chris has an amazing loving relationship, but just in general, <laughs> I think that like, yeah, romantic relationships are like the biggest gamble. Like we are figuring out our lives and we are investing the most in this like one person at a time yeah. where like we are like out here wild and kind of unstable trying to figure out how to be adults. But friendship is like, Friendship to me, if you find friends that like you can last and support each other through like shit, that is like an eternal investment to me. And like 100%. Yeah. So it's like, I don't, it's interesting to think about how queerness like impacts that. Totally. Yeah. And I think, I don't know, something I definitely feel with you is, and it's interesting because we've only known each other for two years. Shocking. Which is sh- sh- shocking. But I feel like an unconditional type of like support. Mm. And I think like for me, women as gender and dating women and friends and all that is just so spaghetti, spaghetti monster sometimes. And it's nice to have other queer besties like you to like, be like, am I crazy? Like, am I? Well, someone (laughs) once told me like in regards to like a romantic relationship, I was describing how I felt like I was so similar to somebody I dated for the Mm. first time. Mm -hmm. And she was kind of like, sameness is cool, like, but also so is difference. And I feel like with friends, like in in all realms, like inherent understanding is really sick. Like, it's just, you get it. It's in baseline getting it, baseline getting it, no explanation needed. But like, there is also a beauty to like difference. And like, I I don't know why I'm like defending our straight friends here (laughs) or like being like, there's a beauty to straight friendship too. Honestly, they need somebody. Haven't you heard? Like next month is straight pride. Um, yeah, just the kind of freedom that comes with like unspoken understanding and like security. Because oh, I kind of remember what I was going to say. Where it's like, because ultimately at the beginning of romantic relationships, when you're scared if somebody is going to like like something about you or like see you in a certain context and be like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, and be like, this isn't it. Like ultimately, that's like a question of compatibility. Totally, like, the concept that they there's potential because if they don't like something, that means you ultimately like, aren't really compatible because like. Like you should be you right and they should like it right i mean obviously everyone like that isn't just a, it's just not a question mm-hmm. like that inherent understanding is like just there yeah between and i think at like a different level between queer friends because it's like it's really cool having to learn about people's differences and it's really cool like getting to know somebody and like feeling close to them via like learning about their differences but i think that like yeah i don't but then there is also something just really different about inherent getting it yeah. i'm really going in circles right now but like it's really it's hard to like hard, pinpoint man. the specificity of like well i I think it's like the ineffable nature of like what this queer friendship means. And I think that's literally why I wanted to do this mm. specific one, but it is hard. And I realized like really what it is, is it describing community is tough. Oh yeah. And cause it's, there's artifacts of it like things that we do mm-hmm. that like put us in communion. Like yeah. I'm thinking of our prone Friday night, deep pandemic outside drinks. I can't even think about where it. we would literally just like, you and me would just be in our parkas, parkas freezing, drinking hot toddies and like laughing and also like crying and oh. feeling all kinds of things yeah. and like often gay things yeah. and prone things and yeah. like yearning vibes for yeah. like obviously post pandemic life, but also like <laughs> love and understanding and yeah. all kinds of stuff. And like, it's hard, but it, and I think like, what is pride if not just like 
investing in that. Like our relationships are the community. Totally. That's true. <laughs> that's that's a, so that's, nice. That's profound. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Bestie. You, yeah. br- you brought it out at me. It's cool to like recognize aspects of yourself in somebody else. And I personally, you know, and I feel like I've seen like bits of myself that I don't see reflected back at me from other people like in you. Yeah. Which like breeds understanding and like coziness and like Mm -hmm. it's like yeah it's it's trust too it's like a mutual recognition and I think for me my queerness is also so central to my identity like it just feels like at my core Mm -hmm. and like a really awesome way that I love and like I know that's the same for you too because ultimately like (laughs) what's queerness about except like uh love and like attraction (laughs) right and I think we both like really prioritize those things and like operate from a position of like those things kind of driving us totally I think for better or for worse but like I think that you and I both like to feel things really deeply yes and I think that is like why we fell in our own friendship love of each other just mm. a willingness to go to like depth totally and I think part of the queer experience is you, you have to go into the depths of your self-understanding yes and it's scary you recognize something that isn't reflected back at you by like society exactly and that yeah. is a lonely swim totally and then you like but then you look around and you see all these beautiful people around you yeah and those people become your bestie yeah it's so interesting to think about like what contributes to to closeness and like i also once heard a thing i'm just like quoting things left and right that i cannot tell you where from. <laughs> okay we actually don't use sources on the show perfect um no fact check <laughs> portion here but um that's just like the depth at which you can connect with someone else is inherently equal to the depth at which they go within themselves totally and so it's really now it's like we're so deep but like <laughs> Like, I feel like we do a lot of, like, self-excavation. And part of that has to do with being like, I'm gay. <laughs> like, 100%. Like, okay, I'm down for this. Like, I'm going to kind of wear this on my sleeve. Because it's like, and it is a privilege to be able to, like, whip out your gayness and, like, totally name drop it. And, like, right. stuff like that. And, yeah. like, walk with a certain jaunt that, like, totally. I swear is a flare in itself. And just, oh, like. Oh, the swagger of, yeah. And I think that, like. But to be fair, like long time coming personally yeah and and like I know that you definitely have had your own moments of like what I mean I was just at home at like a like a kind of distant family member's son's one-year-old birthday and this like 80 year old woman who I guess I'm like half related to was like do you have a boyfriend and I was like no and she was like why and (laughs) you should have been like because I'm gay wasn't (laughs) yeah and I wasn't like, cause I'm gay because I looked around me and there was like a Trump mug, like literal tax taxidermy on the wall and like pro-life bumper stickers. Also like self-preservation vibes in that moment though. It is self-preservation bo- vibes, but it's also like, and I, I yearn to get to a point where I'm just like, I mean, it's definitely like, I just don't want to deal with like this 80 year old woman being like, what? Yeah. I'm like, I actually date women. I was also sitting next to my mom and it was just like <sighs> chaotic, but it's like, yeah, long time coming the way where it's like. It's not that on my sleeve, like right, or like you know, no, yeah, like, and I definitely like straight. It's still something we think about, totally for sure. Well, yeah, that's another thing. It's like thinking about Pride Month. So many people come out during Pride Month, yeah, (laughs) and that's in the same way that Pride Month really is it every month of the year. Yeah, coming out is every single day. Yes, like obviously not. It's different for everybody, but like 
coming out as a constant state. A hundred percent. And I think that that actually is like profoundly stressful. I think something like I feel so lucky to like when I realized I had a feel a feeling for a woman for the first time mm-hmm. when I was like 18, I immediately knew that it came from a place of like of like desire to be close and desire to like express affection and like cherish totally. someone. Totally. And I feel so lucky that something in me, whether it's like nurture or nature, was like, fuck yeah. Yeah. I knew that, that was pure and good. Totally. Like I never was like, this is like of the devil. Mm-hmm. You know? And I, right. I was never like <laughs> of the devil <laughs> is this of the devil of the devil oh my I god if it is bestie Satan. but um <laughs> but like i just trusted in that feeling where i was like oh my god i just want to like love someone like i actually just like want to be extremely close to this person would do anything for them and this totally. person happens to be a woman like yeah i feel so lucky that i didn't have the shame or like push back internally and I had some external pushback, but a lot less than a lot of people. And like, yeah, I just think that and in that being my starting point, like it makes coming out every day, like not as hard. Like I'm okay. Like right. I, it's still like, I challenge myself to like talk about like, if I'm going on a date, like Nate mentioned that it's a woman mm-hmm. in the workplace. Or, yeah. you know, if I'm talking to my coworkers, like what we're doing this weekend, or like, I'm going to a pride event or like, I'm going to like a lesbians who tech summit. Like these yeah. are things that I still in like initially sometimes I'm like, it'd be easier to not, not go there. Right. Like Right. But I think that like, I'm so lucky to have the ability to go there and, and to feel usually very safe in totally. going there. And I feel like it's just important to like, yeah, to be visible when you can. Yeah. I think that the, I use the word swagger. I think that it's in response to the fact that like the reason why we needed pride, which was a protest in the first place, right? Yeah. Was to like claim the space and like ha- be proud. Yeah. And having you an- could literally be arrested for being visibly visibly gay. Yeah. Whatever that means yeah, and whatever that continues to mean. To make, like created it to mean. Right. Because obviously gayness doesn't look like any such thing. Yeah. But that attitude I feel like is sort of like like kind of like a fuck you. Yeah. In like the most empowering and like beautiful way possible. Yeah. And I think that uh, that's something that I just wish to kind of veered from friendship right now. But that's something okay. I just like. Re- it's generally just gay shit. Okay. <laughs> Edit whatever best they won't be offended. <laughs> but like, I feel like that's something that I just wish upon everyone who is queer that they can recognize that it's really like, obviously, gay is gorgeous. But like, to like, loving in general is so scary. It's so vulnerable to like acknowledge like, Oh my God, I would literally like jump off a ledge for this human. Right. Like, or or after this human or like, you know, that to love is to like give a part of yourself to someone and to be irrational and to lose control. And that inherently, no matter what the fuck gender you are and what the gender of the human is that you're loving is so scary. Mm -hmm. And it's an added layer of terror when it's like, when it's, gay and when it's like something that has been criminalized and named as a mental illness and that you've had no role models to see and that like is questioned and isn't loving is scary loving when you're gay is scary because and that also sometimes make people not love themselves and like I just want like loving is amazing big love advocate but just like everybody who has the courage like 
who has love for queer love and is able to identify it and own it. Just like to trust that it comes from like a gorgeous place. Totally. Just that it's so pure and that like you had to, you did have to jump through another loop to validate that love and like trust that people talk themselves out of being in love all the time, straight people. And like, just because they're too scared. And like, we have another layer of scariness to get through. Totally. And a lot of externalities. Like to me, like the saddest thing in the world is like every gay movie of recent time like fucking portrait of a lady on fire and call me by your name made me weep my fucking eyes out because the moral of the story is that something other than love something external to love which is just society hinders their ability to execute on the purest thing in the world which is love absolutely that's so sad (laughs) oh god oh my god i'm hearing the violins of portrait of a lady right now oh my god and oh you know the, the quote as you were talking the quote do all lovers feel that they are creating something? <gasps> and when it's gay, it's like... Picasso ass. It's like, you don't even have a fucking... You don't have anything to go off of. Because, yeah, like, anybody's first experiences with, like, love and sex are so <laughs> Bambi fresh out the womb. Yeah. Regardless. Oh, yeah. But that, obviously, when it's gay and like me having homophobic parents like you do feel like you're creating something and you're I think always like I don't know when I think about like my current state of love Mm. (laughs) she's literally beaming (laughs) oh my god sorry oh my god I'm gonna cut that out because I'm so embarrassed um (laughs) it's just like queer like it's a queer world of just like love and beauty and i like that it's queer you know what i mean totally and i think with queerness we have there's a level of like so easy to feel indulgent so easy to have Mm. imposter syndrome or whatever the fuck yeah having queer friends whenever i have those moments i get to like turn my head and see you Mm. and our beautiful queer friends and just know that like we're real people totally like real lives and like our queerness is such a beautiful part of it and yeah and there is like an added layer of like intensity and like risk that enhances the beauty of it all just like like all these gay movies are about like this love that almost couldn't be yeah having nothing to do with the quality of the love like the love was good yeah objectively fucking fire Mm -hmm. it's like some outside threat was coming for it so it's like it's inherently an underdog story. Like, totally. Even though, like, I am operating from a relative position of, like, immense privilege. It's, like, in the in the arena of, like, relationships, like, and love, and which is, like, what sustains us in this, like, world is the point of being alive. Like, totally. There is something, like, there's, like, more, like, intensity to the triumph when that shit makes it because it's, like, and there's... Against all odds. It's, it's, it is against all odds in some ways, and we've come, obviously, so far, and, like... Mm-hmm. But it still is. But, like, and that shit lives inside of us still. Like, even though yeah. we think that, like, our families, are, some of our families are supportive. Like, yeah. some of, like, there is stuff that, like, it, that still, like, lives in us that we have to, like, unpack that can infiltrate in our, like, totally insidiously in our romantic relationships that are a threat that we don't even know are there. I know. You know I, know. I don't know if that makes sense. It totally does. And I'm so, I don't know why this just popped in my head in relation to that, but I think I was, like, time and time goes on obviously there will always be homophobes there will always be structures that oppress gay people but like i think as more and more of us feel empowered in our sexualities and we grow as a community Mm. and grow outside of our community too like obviously we have queer spaces but Mm. like more and more people are like out in this place out in that place whatever Mm. and like creating like this web of like queer friends 
think like the knowing that like my kids will grow up seeing like not only gay parents but like their gay friends their gay besties. Like, like our joint family vacations. Fucking auntie to some ginger ass. You better get a ginger sperm donor <laughs> to carry on the gene pool. Is that how it works? I don't know. Do I have even... to have double up like that? I don't know. I I, I think maybe just to be safe. I, I think you're right, just bestie. To be safe. I have to carry on the line. You have to. Oh yeah, and that kind of goes back to what you're saying about like it's hard to know how much queerness itself is so central to our friendship because so much else is because we are so much else. else. Yeah. Which, and, but also that's why I think pride and being really visible and like being like flamboyant or like whatever, or being like, but like super like yeah. visibly gay yeah. and out there, it can feel indulgent because it's like, I don't know, like to amplify this thing so much. And yeah. Like, yeah. But I think that that's, it's the, that balance of like, that is so important to like own that and to be comfortable with it and like to take up the space you need to take up. But like, but my thing was always like, I sometimes feel like I need to be more out there about it because I'm very like feminine and like straight passing mm-hmm. because like I never want to seem like I'm hiding it because I don't want to hide it. Right. Like, right. I've had that thought so much of just like it would be so much easier in so many scenarios for me to just like no if someone's like do you have a boyfriend for me to be like no even if I like had a girlfriend not correct them. Right. But it's like just. I feel like these steps are like necessary because I'm from like a small ass town in Ohio with zero gay people that yeah. like, they need to know that like they're fucking like soccer captain prom queen ass not to flex in my <laughs> career but like that this person that they like love and respect also a part of them and a big is part of them is their gayness totally and that oh. can allow people who are just more less straight passing than yeah. I am and like you totally know, express their queerness in more visible ways to be safer totally well I'm gonna take this opportunity to say I would have loved a gay role model like you when oh I was my young God, you're my gay role model oh, but like I'm, like I know I'm, I wish young little us had us now totally. which is really nice to say yeah whether it was in your fucking prom court or it's <laughs> you kicking ass at fucking literal podcast job which i feel like we should plug your podcast before we leave um this is what we call a cross a cross promo <laughs> a cross homo wait i'm gonna say something nice to you let me get Excellent. it out whether it's in your prom your prom court or kicking ass at spotify anchor like you like you contain your multitudes and you always have mm-hmm. even before i met your ass i know you did <laughs> You contain your queerness at the same time as you contain all of your other shit, all of your beautiful characteristics, and it's never gone, though. Yeah. It's always there, just like your hilariousness is always wow. there, and you're just hardworking, and, like, all of your beautiful traits, your gay shit is still there. Mm. And I think that's, it's like a silver lining that connects us, for sure. And yeah. connects us with all of our queer friends. And it's special. Thank you. That's so, so nice of you to say. And it's of just course, like, bestie. I think everyone's fucking dope and beautiful. And I just, I think that the coolest people are the, those who are like fucking weird. And unlike people I've ever met before. And mm-hmm. like, and contain conflicting aspects that can coexist at once in like yeah. a really beautiful and complimentary way. And it's just, I hope that, you know, leading with gayness, everyone can just like, embody that if you yeah. so desire beautiful bestie thanks bestie um bestie you do lots of podcast stuff yeah I i'm a little sometimes. god i'm so nervous to have you you're the you're the queen of podcast and you're on my podcast Jesus, no 
<laughs> a little bit. Do you want to? That's can, really nice. But Avery has a podcast. You have a talk show. <laughs> Music I made one in a while, but uh, yes. Well, first of all, anyone who wants to make a podcast should make it on Anchor. <laughs> Literally, I feel like I should get paid for that. <laughs> that promo. That's where I work for. Mm-hmm. Um, it's within Spotify, and I occasionally make this show called Hits Different, which is just about the music by specific artists that hits differently for my friends and I. Yeah, I was on it. I was on the O seven O Shake episode. Gay legend. Gay legend. Yeah. Oh my god. I thank you. That means a lot. Yeah. So go check that out. Check it out. And yeah. Thank you for having me, Bestie. I love you so much. <laughs> Bestie, I love you so much. I love you so much. I can... I'm so grateful that we get to be like gay moms and go on respective family trips together some days. Like it's just such I feel so grateful to have you all the time, but like especially with with that added layer of closeness. It's like I would literally one hundred percent you around the corner. I feel I'm so grateful for our twelve minute walk distance. Yeah. Um, and everything about you and I just love you yeah I don't know how much I believe in fate or whatever I'm still that's also Dre still out but I am so glad that I found you and in a time where we are we're allowed to be gay and (laughs) (laughs) God, it ain't the 30s baby no even the more recent history yeah and so if you're out there wondering how to find more queer friends hit us up or toss a flare hit us up or please toss a flare because if i didn't toss that flare i wouldn't be in brooklyn with my beautiful bestie here so yeah i think the takeaway just when you feel safe toss the flare absolutely (laughs) when you feel safe never toss a flare toss it maybe you'll be surprised or like supremely delighted with a lifelong bestie and who returns the flare. Oh, and you know what? The people that you're searching for, aka the people you're going to toss the flare up, are searching for you back, even if they don't know. Yeah, true. So toss them flares. Happy Aligned. Pride. Happy Pride. Um, Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Okay. Hi, Molly. Hey, Christiana. Thank you so much for coming on the pod. I am so excited to be here in my room and on the pod, and I'm very nervous. Oh, don't be nervous. You're I, looking so cute with your cup of tea and so ready. I feel safe in your presence. <laughs> <laughs> you have all of the prerequisites for this conversation because you're my good, good, great friend, and you're also queer. Yes. Yes, I checked both boxes on <laughs> you that You checked one. both boxes, which is so great. So happy Pride. Happy Pride. Um, our first Pride as friends. Yeah. We are new friends. Yes. Which, we are really new pandemic friends. Which feels wild to me. We're also like second half of pandemic friends. Yeah. Like. I want to be right on this. I think it was even post Valentine's Day. Was it? That's when we started to have our own separate walks away from okay. it, our larger bestie squad. Like a part of me wants to even say it was March. No. No, January. January feels... That feels right. We did have a late night run-in the first time I ever laid eyes on you. Because we were the type of people... (laughs) (laughs) Laid eyes on literally just your eyes because you were masked up in a parka. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah. No, it was winter. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, that's when we... That's when we physically saw each other's presence. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we had known of each other through. Yeah, had totally both stalked each other on Instagram. Yeah, no, for me, Twitter too, for you. Oh, that 
Oh, that's so sweet. Mm-hmm. I'm, you're also prolific on Twitter and I'm not. That's sweet. Yeah, that's so sweet. it was like a first, a first base thing for me to check for you. That's yeah. right. First base of stalking. The first is base of stalking for you was, was different for other people. Brain, yeah. Is that I feel so close to you mm-hmm. and remarked at how easy it was for me to open up to you. Mm-hmm. And love that we connect over so much, but also our queerness mm-hmm. and thought it would be beautiful to talk about this with you. Yeah. It's been a really rare one. So I'm excited. It really is. I'm excited too. I'm excited for this conversation. And I'm also excited by the fact that we've only spent mm-hmm. three-ish months as buds, yeah. besties. Yeah. And it really was, it was like, you know, zero, one to 100. It was zero to bestie. Mm-hmm. And I can't... As most queer relationships go. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Like, yeah. you know, the U-Haul stereotype, yeah, really. obviously, duh. Saw us all too well. I feel like that's the thing with queer friendships, too. Uh, yeah, I think we, like, U-Haul cried to each other. And, like, U-Haul opened up. We absolutely did. Yeah. It was, like, our first one-on-one hang. And I was like, listen. <laughs> Here, here's what's happened in my life. <laughs> here's what's up. Yeah. And we kind of just like, it was like a really beautiful call and response of like, just sort of like showing our guts, which I love. Mm. I think we trusted each other really quickly in a way where we were both like, (laughs) (laughs) in a way that I'm anxious of like, let me know if this is like too much. (laughs) No, me, but like me too. And I think we were just, we're just kind of rolling with it. Mm -hmm. And I love that. And I know only over time we'll be like, finally, we have the months that can back up the way that we felt day one, Yeah, which is so cool. And I can't, I fully believe that part of that is like the queer connection. Yeah. So what what does closeness with your queer friends feel like to you? It was one of the first things you said about our friendship is a lot of trust and understanding and a sense of just that's it. I'm going to say that... My queer friendships are also this combination of my chillest and my closest. Yeah. There's total trust if if one of us, you know, is taken a week away from their phone and isn't particularly texty in a moment that the other understands, meets them. Yeah. Um, takes really you secure. as you are. There's a lot of takes you as you are, mm-hmm. which I love and is so, it's it's like a new thing. It, not that, it's just like a thing I'm beginning to understand and appreciate that yeah it's kind of like I feel the most at home Mm. with queer friends Mm -hmm. and I feel so at home with you and comfortable like I think we are able to relax into ourselves into like our full selves Mm -hmm. around people that are like us in this way and understand in a way that you know like our straight friends of course understand love and everything we love our straight friends (laughs) wait this is like such a in my conversation with avery last night was like just to clarify i'm like oh shit fully valid to be straight yeah Yeah, it's like a trusting and homeness feels very synonymous to me Mm -hmm. in my queer friendships so do you have like a first queer friend that comes to mind or somebody that you saw from afar maybe even before you were realizing your identity or more comfortable with that that you were sort of like eyebrow raised feeling connected to anything does anyone come to mind yeah totally I think I have two people on that Mm -hmm. the first is like my first love was the first queer person I was close to wow and that'll do it that'll do it so (laughs) that'll do getting 
closer and closer with her, she like opened up my whole worldview. Totally. That then when I started having feelings for her specifically, she really made me feel safe through all of that Mm -hmm. of like exploring this, no pressure on this. Totally. I feel like, you know, five years later, so deeply grateful that that was like my first queer experience and my first love. And then it took me a bit of time to like understand myself or get comfortable with fluidity, bisexuality, like the gray spaces of my queerness. Yeah. Um, And I was also in a sorority, living in a sorority when I was coming to terms with all this. So just being surrounded by a lot of straight people. Like I didn't have other mirrors for queerness, um, except for my sweet, sweet friend, Alana, who Mm -hmm. I remember coming out to her and just like, she was so excited, you know, just like, yeah, had a million questions, couldn't wait to share this with me that it made me feel excited and also terrified. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, those two of like, the first was like a wading into queerness before I knew what it meant and just kind of a hand-holding metaphorically and physically through that. And the second was, fuck yeah, I can't wait that we have this together. Like, let's be incredibly gay. (laughs) That's so beautiful. Yeah, what about you? I'm imagining you two bouncing around at a frat party, just queer babies. Yeah, just going on. Having our, like, not secret, but, you know. It is. Like, it was our shared... It's a language. You know, yeah, exactly. Like, we look across the room and we know. It's a wink. We're different. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. That's so special. We're, like, just a little bit less invested than everyone else. Absolutely. And, like... The fraternal space. Yes. I'm going to say actually a lot less invested. Right. Than okay. <laughs> Again, Claire, like... A lot less riding on this. Yeah. Night at. Fuck, I'm less riding on this. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Got it. What about you? That's beautiful. Um, I'm curious if you had, like, a queer person, like, that you were looking up to before you, like, came to terms with your sexuality or that, like, maybe, like, a first queer crush from afar. Mm. Oh, Wow. This is, that's a really good question. I mean, I, one of my earliest memories is a crush on a girl. Mm. And I actually don't know what her sexuality is, but. That's how it always is. Right. <laughs> the ambiguity got me. Yeah. At, literally, I was four or five. Oh, wow. Yeah. My older sister's best friend's older sister. Wait, wait, wait. Your older sister's best friend. Oh, so, so she's older. Okay. She was like. Like babysitter vibes? Eight or nine. Oh. And I was, like, obsessed with her. Mm. Obsessed. And she was just, she had, like, this sort of, like, feminine power that is not, like, inherently queer. But, like, when it is queer, it hits. You know the one. Mm -hmm. And I was just, like, under a spell about her. So, like, I think that even though I very quickly learned to swallow that feeling down. Oh. I know, horrible, right? Yeah. Um, enter my years of, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, having homophobic parents, whatever. I think I, really what I was trying to swallow down was like a searching mm. for that kindred, kindred queerness. Yeah. And I'm not saying like that girl had it, but the feeling that I got when I looked at her, when I was around her was... Like, I was so searching for queerness, not in a, obviously I was a child and a teen, not necessarily just in a romantic or sexual way, but in a communal way. Mm. And I think when I found those people, even secretly, obviously secretly knowing that this was not just 
something I'm seeing but a part of. Yeah. I think, like, my heart skipped a beat for sure. Did you guys get close? Well, me and this older sister yeah. figure. Well, Your older sister's older sister. Older sister's older, older sister. Sister's older, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Johnny Oop, Johnny Oop. Um, yeah. Well, my... My, so literally no shade to my sister. She was literally just being a little girl. But my older sister and her friend made like called me out for having this crush. Oh my God, that's the worst. At this literal park in my hometown. And we're like, hmm, you like blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, like, like oh, you have a crush. How close that hits. No, I literally was like, I was so embarrassed because they had oh. caught me. And one of them used the phrase like, oh my, Christiana, you're a lesbian. And I was like... The way that she they said oh it, God. I was like, and then the way you reject the full force. Well, I ran to my mom, um, and I go, "Mom, Courtney's calling me a lesbian. Like, what is that?" And she goes, "Christiana, you are not a lesbian." <laughs> and you're like, and I, and I was like, "Literally, what is that uh, though?" And she's like, "It's when a woman loves likes a woman." Uh, and I was like. I was like, wait a second, you're not allowed to do that? I was yeah. like, because I, this was yeah. me literally, that was my first learning of like, oh, that's like not There's allowed. A name for it and it's wrong. Totally. So I like could not look that girl in the eye for years. I would like see her at like an Easter carnival and be like, do not look at me. <laughs> it was oh. horrible. And it wasn't like, literally wasn't a her, obviously. Imagine yeah, if I, yeah. I a her thing. Imagine if I ever saw her and tell her this, I honestly want I was to. just thinking like, have you had like run into her? Not her. Since? I probably will tell her younger sister about it though, because we're homies, and obviously my sister and I talk about it all the time because wow. it's so funny. But yeah, so that was that, and I think then a few people in high school. But like again, I was gaslighting myself about my queerness, mm. and then it wasn't until yeah, I had my first queer love experience where I giving myself the space to find my people like mm. the queer community for sure something you said about first having like feelings for this girl is the searching for closeness and the searching for intimacy right is like the first feeling of uh yeah i want to see how close we can get oh, that reminds me of something you said to me really when <laughs> you and i were talking about when I confused my romantic and friendship feelings for one of our shared friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> and you said... <laughs> That's the beauty of, of being queer. That, that kind of often little slip up there. No, literally. Like, what? Are we flirting? Are we yeah, besties? Are yeah. we both? Who's to it's say? search for, like, total closeness. Total closeness. And you said to me... Mm-hmm. It, it didn't even, like, necessarily, like hit for me in that situation but it made me think of so many situations in my past where I've been like is this friendship with a woman just a friendship or is it more Mm -hmm. and like what are my feelings you said I would get as close with you as you would let me it's the intention Mm -hmm. like uh, as far as you will let me in I will go and I think when you have it's not like I have red flags. <laughs> that is not a red flag okay, at okay, okay. all. I think it's okay. beautiful and so it nailed it for me. Mm-hmm. And that is what in like when you meet a new queer person that you're interested in, like if two queer women meet, oftentimes it's like, how deep is this? Yeah. Con- like I feel connected to you. I feel a capacity for intimacy with you. Is that romantic? Is it just platonic? And it's really a a matching up whether or not what it is is a matching up of like intentions and yeah. willingness to go that deep. Yeah, totally. And I think 
once I met that willingness to be matched and go really deep that first like my first love experience which like it was romantic it was a relationship and it also was deeply a friendship yeah I mean this makes sense only when I became queer I started having queer friends but I was just gonna say that like that experience and I think for me having queer love taught me how to have queer friendships well but that makes sense but yeah no it does make sense because it takes like a special kind of handling almost yeah and you know we know the potentials Mm. When you meet, yeah, like two queer women being in friendship and in communion can be so deep in a romantic way. Obviously, we know that potential, but also so deep in this beautiful friendship way that, I don't know, I just feel so grateful for. So, so grateful for. Yeah. I think also to share a sense of pride with someone else is really cool. So cool. So, so cool. Yeah. And like the ability, like really the... Uh, you know, so many people struggle to find queer friends. And it's so true, especially mm-hmm. if you live in a, like, queer desert of sorts. You know, obviously we all, we are all over. Yeah. It doesn't really exist. Yeah. But, like, thinking of, part of, like, pride for me this year is thinking about how, like, not only is my ability to love my girlfriend and because of pride, because of, like, what our queer elders did for Mm -hmm. gay liberation, but also, like, to have my friends. Mm -hmm. Like, connecting over queerness is not something that was allowed. Like, gay joy was regulated and oppressed. And the fact that I get to just, like, do fun shit with you... Absolutely. ...is so awesome. Yes. means so much to me. Absolutely. You know what's also just like an evergreen experience is when you first, and this is just like the queer experience, romantic, platonic, the shades in between, when you first meet someone and you hear like their coming out story or their like first crush story, like that is always a joy. Also our shared queer friends, like when they meet, meet other like it's just like the first conversation right like oh like how was it like oh like I heard this whole thing and it's like yes like that's an immediate way that you get close and connect and connect yeah always a joy most beautiful thing ever always a joy and like beautiful in the way that you know is also deeply human and beautiful not just in like the good like but the complicated yeah that's something I so admire about you is that beauty in all of its shades of like Mm. like beauty can be devastating like sadness is often beautiful Mm. and it can be devastating is a really good phrase well I feel like you are such the person that such a person that sees that Mm. and I think that that is so much of the queer experience is that way too Mm. like a love that for so long was not allowed by so many people was still so so beautiful but it was devastating to be shunted right Mm. it was still beautiful And it's so beautiful for it to be out in the open. Mm -hmm. Would you like, now that you've had a few years out in the gay community, what would you say to like abortioning, is that the right word? Abortioning gay? Correct. Abblossoming. Perfect. What would you say to a blossoming queer person that is looking for queer friends? This is a great question. And I was thinking this earlier to ask you like how you 
made your queer friends. But um, my answer and my advice, question mark, is the more authentic you can be with yourself, people get drawn to that. Like when I think of how I now have a really good amount of queer friends that I remember in college, I was like, I need to make these. I don't know how I'm going to make these. Mm -hmm. And just becoming more and more comfortable with myself and yeah, talking about queer things, even in straight circles, you know, all of that stuff. Right. Um, they, you know, people then come to you and are attracted to that. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like it's, it's made all of my queer friends really organically just by being myself, you know? Totally. totally. Putting that out into the world that like, I am a queer person. I, that's my answer as well for like, that was such a mm. way that I like finally just like letting my, I wanted to be seen for that. That's really it. And I finally let myself and, you know, over time, like queer people are magnets mm. for each other Yeah, because we belong together, I think. Yes. But I think for people struggling with, maybe they're not in a situation where they're able to be like mm. out in public really, or like in their current family unit or whatever. Something that made my entry into the queer, my queer self and queer spaces mm was via online stuff. Was, yeah, going to say that too. If I go back to my old Tumblr... I was going to say, are you Tumblr or YouTube? I, both, first okay, of all. Okay. But my old Tumblr, like, seen, starting senior year of high school probably, like, there's a shift. <laughs> like, <laughs> she was telling me something. Okay, so are you, like, reblogging things to your page? Or are you I, just, like, I was, searching and following? No, I was reblogging all kinds of gay shit onto my page. Okay. Like, we're talking, like, two women like, seeing or just, like, kind of, like, the collarbone of a woman, you know? Like, probably at first, collarbone of a woman. Yeah, oh, my yeah, God, yeah. we all know. Like, aesthetic pictures where you could be, like, that might not be queer. And then it was, like, it turned, like, holding hands and, like, mm. maybe, like, two girls kissing. Oh, and I was, like, like hee gray and, like, shaded around the outside. Yes. You know we've all been there. Yeah. We know. That certain type of edit. It's a certain type of edit, and it was for gaybies like me mm. <laughs> to then, it was a greasing of the wheels to like, yeah, I mean, we, media is like so important yeah. for like, rep, that is like representation, of course, and like seeking it out and surrounding even just like your online world with things that like will make you feel good. Honestly, something that brings me joy is when I find a new, like I stumble across some kind of queer Instagram influencer page. Yeah. And I see that I have seven people that follow it. And like a few of those seven people, I'm like, huh, I didn't know. Like, right. I, I just so happy for them. Totally. Totally. And it feels like that I'm on that page, seeing that we both mutually, you know, are looking at that page. It's like a little wink. And I'm like, ah, oh, I'm excited Such a to wink. hear more of this from you. Right. Right. Um, looking forward to hearing more. Yeah. Also yeah. a new one. I've been really loving the app Lex. Okay. Are you familiar? I am familiar and I had heard about it from another queer friend and I didn't, I like had downloaded it, but I've not spent a lot. I've never spent a lot of time. It's not just a dating app. I think it would be great for like the young queer people looking for a community and that cool. people might not be able to from any reason, you know, safety, comfort, whatever it is to totally. be out and open in their current living home situation absolutely um it's so cool it's not just a dating app great um to describe to the listeners it's like a message board 
Um, and so people write things that are like, hey, I'm searching for someone who is That's tall crazy. and charming. Sure. Or people write, hey, I'm, I've am i never kissed a girl and what do I, do? I don't have any queer friends and it's Pride Month. Does anyone want to go get a coffee with me? To I'm moving and I need like a big, strong <laughs> woman to help me fucking undrill. I don't know. I undrill. love that. Undrill. Undrill. So I'm not that woman for some <laughs> clearly. But Outing yourself as, as not handy. Yeah. I, okay, I'm actually pretty handy. No, you are handy. But, you are. Um, yeah, Lex. Really cool. Really cool space for queer connection. Cool. I also recommend just like going back and like, honestly, YouTube queer couples that do their yeah. literally like vlog from home. Who is yours? Rose and Rosie. Rose and Rosie was mine too. They? <laughs> Did you see they're deeply pregnant? No. Both? No. Rosie is about to pop. She's pre- if you're out there oh. and you want some beautiful women, British. British, British, two women so in love, marriage, whole shebang, now baby on the way. Shut up. Gorgeous, beautiful. Wait, they were my. Wait, I need a live react of you. I'm going to pull up her Instagram. Oh my God. They were my entry into like, they, they were the people I watched. Like, they were my Tumblr, my YouTube, my everything. They, I, they did something for me. Oh my God, me too. Like, Rose was like They were this, funny, they were witty, they were everything. I needed that. Mm. I literally needed that. And I felt so, I don't know, seen by them, truly. Mm. And they gave us, like, PDA. They were, ge- and like, honest about their sex lives. And they were so good. They were so the good. they're still producing content blows my mind. Okay. It hasn't been that long. Listeners, yeah. I'm about to show Molly pregnancy photo of these of our shared gay youtuber loves okay ready i can't wait oh my god the thing is you definitely had such a crush on rosie and i had such a crush on rose absolutely yeah 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 (laughs) oh my god they're beautiful aren't they oh i wanted to be rose wait i also want the viewers to know like this first like pride announcement pregnancy post is an ad Oh, Jesus. Hashtag ad. <laughs> <laughs> They've gone corporate. Oh, my God. Honestly, I, no. Get your money, ladies. Yeah. Gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. They're calling their baby, baby frog. That's cute. Oh, my God. I want a little baby frog. I love. I love that their names are Rose and Rosie. So cute. I'm famously seeking a Molly. Um, <laughs> <If there's> a- <laughs> Wait, are you really? Absolutely. I actually messaged someone. She never responded. Wow. But... I'm also going to say my middle name is Elizabeth, and I found someone on Hinge whose name is Molly Elizabeth. I was like, this could be crazy. You're like, listen, Molly Elizabeth squared. Red. (laughs) Oh, God. That's okay. That's okay. Molly Elizabeth, if you're out there. Yeah. Come on. Come on. (laughs) Um, Be my rosy to my rose yes yeah i only ever met one chris other christiana mm-hmm. and was she, she straight she was in line for la pride so no she was not straight in line we we were waiting to get into the big pride i don't think i understand what la pride is <laughs> like the like i'm picturing parade okay so the way la pride works works there's the parade mm. but there's also like big concert Oh, like okay. and bit like all kinds of stuff. Okay, like Lady the, Gaga headlining. Not quite that oh. caliber, I'd say. I think I saw, but like definitely big. I think I can't remember. Okay, it's it was. like Coldplay, which is doing oh, yeah. New York City Pride. Right, right, right. Maroon Five takes on Pride. <laughs> yeah. No, it was like like one year I saw Kalani, which was oh, really cool. that's sick. Yeah, 
who else was there? I want to say like Kesha was there one year. That's she'd be great for LA Pride. Yeah. So she was my first concert. Really? Mm-hmm. TikTok on the that was her era when I went to see her. Oh my god, how old were you? Um, I don't know, but I went with my mom. Okay, so okay. that age. Guess my first concert. Jonas Brothers. Close. Justin Bieber. Correct. Nice. And my dad took me, and my best friend. And there are some epic queer of him. So queer of him, literally. My, He's like, I volunteer. Yeah, he was like, let's take the girls to the beeps. Okay, great. Great. Listen, this has been really fun for me. Me too. Well, we're grateful. We love each other. We... Happy Pride. (laughs) That's all I have. have That's really all. Okay, well, thank you for coming on with me. This was so much. Simply a blast. I am so glad that I found you. Oh my God, I'm so lucky to have found you. (laughs) Like, wow, way to start my year off right. 2021 with a perfect queer bestie. Though I forgot when our original timeline is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, let's claim early 2021. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Thanks for being in my life. Oh, thanks for being in mine. <laughs> and happy and, pride. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Anything you want to recommend to the viewers? And to, where mm. could people find you if you they want to? Oh my God. If Molly know. Elizabeth is out there, where should she find you? Instagram? Yeah. What's your app? God, I don't even know it. I think it's Molly Meyer 19. I think that might be right. Yeah. Check her out. Yeah. You have to guess the spelling, but you'll probably get it right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Please DM me. Anyone. Anyone out there. Check her out. Okay. Um, Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Hey, y'all. My name is Craiger. My pronouns are they, them, theirs, and I currently live in Los Angeles, California. So what does queer friendship mean to me? It means warmth and uninhibited love in that people can truly love for who they are and really be embraced by the community around them. Uh, The friendships I have within the queer community are very important to me. And I'm reminded most of one of my friends, Alyssa, who took me to my first Pride Uh, Back when I still thought I was uh, cis and straight, uh, she really helped me bring me into the community and show me the community I would come to be a part of and helped me realize how amazing it was before I even realized I was a part of it. When I started to come into my bi and non-binary identities, it was really my friends that helped me through it all. They let me talk through my thoughts and feelings while giving me advice and providing me with role models on how to learn to be yourself. You know, it's a scary time sometimes to be questioning something that, a part of yourself that's existed for decades, you know. Um, Realizing, hey, I feel like I'm really different than how I've portrayed myself and how I felt about myself for so long. And And having the right people around you, the right support system can make it can make or break the process. It's really helpful to have people that will just listen and be there for you. I feel like it's an ongoing process, you know, I'm still learning and going with my friends about all these things about myself and how they explore themselves. I think the idea of friends being my chosen family does resonate with me to an extent. I mean, my family is very loving and supportive, but it's hard to imagine me being fully myself around them. I feel like the idea of trying to explain a gender spec being on a spectrum and what non-binary is to my mom sounds 
just exhausting sometimes and so I haven't really done it but with my friends they give me space to be who I am and to experiment with my identities how I need to I can truly be and do whatever I want with them you know I do have some experience with the blur of lies between friendship and intimacy I think uh, one of the reasons this might be kind of common for the queer community is that being a part of this community is already kind of outside of societal norms and because of that you're more willing to experiment with relationships that might break societal norms you know relationships such as polyamory or uh, more casual friends with benefits type situations or just the idea of not even recognizing the difference between platonic love romantic love and other types of love because there are so many and they are so grand in their own way Um, my advice would be to you know, kind of go with the flow of new things that you're interested in trying. Um, that if you find these feelings develop or these lines getting blurred, that as long as you feel safe and comfortable with it, then, you know, give it a shot. Just make sure to set healthy boundaries that serve you to make sure you don't become too emotionally stressed and just take care of yourself. You know, it's important to practice good self-care. What I love most about queer community and my queer friends is really the acceptance and safety. The space created for people such as myself to really discover who we are. It might sound cliche, but the people that I feel like I've been able to be most comfortable with myself most quickly are people who are a part of this community because there's a shared understanding of what it's like to go through these feelings of coming out to people and like what people may think and like how I think about how we may think about ourselves and the different battles that we go through here in our head battling back and forth and to have people that know what that's like that you can talk to about when problems are high and like things are just so chaotic is amazing but also to have people to celebrate the joy in your life in the same way that can that know what it's like to feel like things such as like gender euphoria or like more the feeling of going to your first pride event when you fully come out like there's just certain things that provoke such an emotional response and it's important to be able to share that with people around you that feel the same it's important to have people that really understand where you come from and i feel like i've said understand where you're coming from a lot but maybe it's because it's just so important anyway i just i'm always full of love and i always feel like it's so hard to really let people know how much you love them and how much you care and that relationships and friendships are really what make life worth living and the diversity and variety of friendships i've found within the queer community have given me so much joy in my life and i'm so happy to be a part of this community but thank you for having me on this podcast and i appreciate you giving me a space to talk about my feelings and get some stuff out there all right i don't know how you want me to end this honestly um have a good night hi my name
times Aditi. I use she, her pronouns, and I'm currently based in San Francisco. Queer friendship is my favorite type of relationship. I'm already a huge fan of female friendships and have been for my whole life, but queer friendships is like female friendships plus like a deeper understanding of each other. And it's, I guess, a little bit more intimate and just overall, I think there's more empathy between you because there's such a huge shared identity and so much care goes into it, I guess. But when I think of queer friendships, I think of you, Christiana. (laughs) You were the first queer person I came out to and you were so great about it, by the way. But yeah, and you took me to my first pride And it was just so validating for me to be able to talk about queer stuff with you because I hadn't been able to at that point in time. So it was really important to me to have you there and honestly means so much to me. (laughs) But yeah, it was truly transformative because you were out and you were proud and I wanted that. I wanted to be that. So it was really inspirational for me to see you be out and also be able to talk to you about it. I mean, I've always really been lucky to have incredibly supportive friends. Um, After I came out to all my friends in college, they were all super great about it. Like, there were no problems. And I think that really played a big part in me being comfortable with my queerness and not having to deal with rejection early on in coming out because I I think it gave me the confidence to be queer more publicly and it's also just super validating to talk to another queer person and share your experiences about cautioning your sexuality and coming out to your friends and coming out to your family it's it's just very validating chosen family has always been a huge thing for me and not because I am queer, but also because I live so far away from my actual family. So when I left for college, it was really important for me to find some sort of community where I could feel like I belonged. And it took a couple years, of course, but I really feel like I found my chosen family and I would do anything for them. And I really hope that I continue to build that sense of chosen family for others the way others have done that for me. Friendship and intimacy can be very complicated for queer people because I think of the natural fluidity of our identities and relationships. My particular experience with this, I think, is a very common one for queer women, and that is that, you know, your best friend or one of your close friends becomes your partner, and when you break up, you not only lose a partner, but you also lose your best friend, which I think is really hard. But I think the fluidity of queer uh, of relationships between queer people also has good a good side to it where you can kind of explore a relationship without really putting a label on it and following any rules, which I'm grateful for. But if I had any tips for navigating that, it would be to communicate. It would be to be vulnerable. It would be to take risks, but also know your worth because you deserve to be treated well (laughs) and it's not worth your time or your energy to spend time with someone who doesn't know your worth. I would also recommend reading Ace by Angela Chen. 
I think it does a really good job of breaking down queer and romantic and platonic relationships and queer platonic relationships, which I think is a really awesome concept. But yeah, I would definitely say communicate. (laughs) And queer community is the greatest thing. I think there is just an inherent sense of strength and belonging and care where, I don't know, every queer event I've been to or every queer person I've met has been super open and loving and empathetic and incredible. Queer events are incredible. And so I'm just really proud to be queer and I hope that I can create those kinds of spaces and relationships with other queer people because queer friendships are truly the the greatest. Sorry, I've used that word like 17 times. I'm so sorry. But yeah, happy Pride. Hello, everyone. My name is Sean Reese. I use he, him, his pronouns, and I'm currently located in San Diego, California. Thank you, Christiana, for inviting me to participate in this little podcast. I'm excited and and honored to be here. I look forward to sharing my experiences. Um, So I just moved down to San Diego, literally yesterday. Um, (laughs) I, I grew up here and actually met Christiana in, in school here, in high school. And um, I just went to college up in uh, San Luis Obispo for five years. I did an undergraduate and a graduate degree. Now I'm back down in Southern California to work in construction for a little bit. And I guess the the perspective that I w- I, I'm bringing today um, in terms of this, this topic on, on queer friendship is more from, from a view of the lack of, I guess, the lack of queer friendship. I, I grew up no I just I just didn't have many many queer friends I guess uh, growing up and part of that is probably a form of you know my own internalized homophobia um, but also just who I surrounded myself with and, and all the family dynamics I had growing up and who I wanted to bring to my family and, and show off right um, and then I also ended up going to a school in fucking San Luis Obispo so um, <laughs> not it, it dry in many ways up there right uh, <laughs> Not many, not many queer people around, um, so that was a bit of a struggle as well. But uh, with that experience, I just, I mean, I started to realize how important queer friendship was. I, uh, you know, not having it all the time honestly made it so special when I did run into it. Even running into, you know, uh, queer girlfriends at, at parties, you know, it'd be the light of my life that night, right? It'd be so joyous. It'd be so awesome to run into people that were like, oh my God, I, I you know, me too, right? <laughs> um and that's, you know, far and few between, up and slow. And so it was it was just like a little bit of a joyous spark that kind of um, happened here and there, up and, up and slow. Now, I guess, uh, you know, what that meant to me, you know, what, what queer friendship meant to me because of those little things was uh, it's, you know, a form of family. It's it's like a form of trusting and a form of um, intimacy. You know, I can, I, can, I can tell them anything, absolutely anything on my mind. And, and even if I knew them for a few minutes... 
I would trust them. You know, they're they're one of me, right? And so I, I don't know. It was it was cool because I didn't really have that in high school. Um, I did have you know a few here and there. Uh, and towards the end of high school uh, is when Christiana kind of let me know about her queerness, which um, I still have a little bit of saltiness because I was one of the last people to find out, and she knows that. But it's all love and jokes, I guess now. But. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, having Christiana in high school was awesome. Uh, Christiana and I today share that little special bond, you know, where we, that's, that's, the, that's it, right? That is the special bond that we have together that we don't have with our other friends in the group, right? Um, not that that's any better or any worse than the other relationships, right? It's, it's, it's just that like special uniqueness that I can talk to her about and that I know she'll understand and that she knows that I'll understand, right? Um, having that is, is so, so healthy for, for relationships, so healthy for your own mental health. Um, and it's, it's nice. It's relieving. And so, yeah, queer friendship is important, honestly. And it's something that I, that I have missed. Now, this next question uh, that I'm reading, you know, when you were coming into your queer identity, how did friendship play a role? I mean, I see it as I, I'm I'm always going through you know this this coming into my queer identity. I, it's it's a constantly evolving thing for me. I uh, you know I came out years ago, right? But I didn't truly come out to myself at least, right? I, I there was there were some things that were still held back, you know things, how I acted or what things I said, my attitudes or, or my interests, right? Some things that I still, again, going back to that internalized homophobia kind of thing, that's probably why I was holding back on some of those things. But over time, I'm becoming a lot more comfortable with uh, a lot of these aspects of what is truly me and what is truly the queer version of me, which is the only version of me, I guess I should clarify. <laughs> but yeah, and so I, I guess friendship, yeah, friendship definitely played a role. There's, there's this one guy that I'm really good friends with up in Slow, and it's it's funny, he's actually like mid-30s, um, and I was this college student. We met on Grinder, had sex, of course, that's how it goes. But today, we're, we're good friends, and he actually serves as kind of like a, a mentor for me because he's he's the only person in my life that is gay, older than me, you know, has a lot more experience than me in, in this realm and someone that can offer me a lot of good wisdom. And so I go to him for a lot of issues and, and complications in my life surrounding like, uh, you know, when I fall in love with straight guys, which honestly happens way too much. It sucks. But he'll 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 give me all kinds of good info. And, and it's it's really warming, you know, to have someone that I can look up to that I can trust. You, you might hear me say trust a lot in this because that's that's really one of the biggest components that I that I have with um, queer friendship, I guess. But yeah, so this guy, this guy, you know, helps me be more gay. This guy tells me, you know, no, you're going to pride with us. Like, no, you're you're gonna come over and meet my friends. You're you're gonna come over and swim with us completely naked, which is something like I wouldn't be. I have gay friends that like will will literally like wax each other's assholes together, and and that is something that I've you know so that's uh, <laughs> new to me, right? And and I'm I'm what I'm 22 now, and I feel like and I came out like five years ago. I feel like I should be better at this, but it's something that 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 I'm still growing in, right? Um, and of course, that's not for everyone, but that's something that I want to do, want to be comfortable doing, and. <laughs> Not necessarily just waxing each other's assholes, but <laughs> I, I do want that included because I don't want to have to pay for that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I just, I remember 
experiencing on Grinder, like people after two messages would would be like, "Hey, come over, come come hang out with my friends." And that's something that's like, "Oh my god, what if I was a murderer? I don't know. What if what if I was weird? What if I was ugly? What if I was a racist? I don't know. Why why are you so comfortable doing that?" But it's something that I'm I'm to this day getting a little bit better at just saying yes to. And and you know, okay, yes, John, Grinder isn't solely for sex get over it like go hang out meet friends and and have more gay friends in your life i i, I really don't have any queer friends um to the, to date that that are in my present day life i have queer friends online and whatnot and in uh, across the country christian is an example but i don't have them you know in my everyday life and so again it's that lack of queer friendship that kind of made me realize how important it is and how much i miss it and how much uh, when I do come across it, I latch onto it as as hard as I can because it's it's awesome. It's it's really heartwarming and loving, and it literally is like family. Now, that's this last question: What do you love most about the queer community and, and queer friends? That's it. It 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 provides a form of family. You know, I, I almost I almost see my friends as a stronger connection in terms of familial bonded bonds, excuse me, than, you know, so like all my friends. I, 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 I rarely went home when I was up in school. I, I don't have those relationships with my family that I do with my friends, uh, even if they're queer or not, right? But but with my queer friends especially, it's that's that's what I love most about it. It's it's so loving, so free, so trusting. So it, it, it is a family. It really is a family. Uh, even if I don't see that as the same definition as the the relationships that I have with my family, I see it as the real definition of family. And so, I I love it. Um, I'm actually going to my first San Francisco Pride this month, and uh, I'm really excited about it, and I'm really excited to explore more about myself and my gay, and just to get other people up in my face to kind of help me explore, right? So I guess that's the time I have. But uh, thank you again uh, for listening, and and thank you, Christiana, for having me. And um, I hope you all learned something, maybe took some advice, and and, and, and you're going to run with it. I don't know. But yeah, thank you. See you guys. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to that episode. And thank you again to Avery, Molly, Krieger, Sean, and Aditi for contributing to this conversation and to the podcast. And thank you to my beautiful co-host and ultimate ally, Hope who I miss very much and cannot wait until she's next to me again for giving me the space to do this episode. This is coming out at the end of June, so I hope that everybody had a wonderful and beautiful and safe Pride Month. And I hope that everybody remembers that even when the clock strikes July in a couple of days, that there's always something to be proud about when it comes to who we are and who we love and how we show up in all aspects of our lives. So happy Pride. I love you all. Thank you for listening and talk to you next time. Bye.